Hello to my most wonderful partners, and I mean that with all of my heart, and I'm so glad you're with me today. I have a powerful teaching, the fear of the Lord, how we need to understand the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Because the Bible has a lot to say about the fear of, of the Lord and why we need it as believers. Wonderful Father, we come in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray by your Holy Spirit today, be our teacher. Open our spiritual eyes. Give us hearts to understand. In Jesus' wonderful name, and meet every need today in your people's lives. God's people said, Amen and Amen. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah 8, I want to read one verse. Verse 13. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Now, we have to understand there are three kinds of fear that the Bible talks about. Number one, natural fear, which of course is the fear of danger. Number two, sinful fear. Sinful fear is when people do not trust God. And that is what compels people to do what is not God's will. But thirdly, godly fear. So, number one, natural fear. Number two, sinful fear. Number three, godly fear. And godly fear is the fear of the Lord. You know, the Bible says in Philippians 2.12, we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Fear of the Lord. I want to explain that fear of the Lord because it's more than reverence. It's more than respect. Because the fear of the Lord depends on understanding him, knowing him, his character. So uh, people can have a wrong view of the Lord. Uh, They can see him as unjust, unmerciful, which frighten people. Well, but that's not the fear of the Lord. Um, anything that is not the fear of the Lord is a fear centered on self. Uh, The fear of the Lord is God-centered. So all other fears, fear of danger, centered on self. Fear of sin, centered on self. Even fear of man, centered on self. But the fear of God is centered on God himself. So the fear of the Lord is the greatest uh, revelation, I think, we see in the Christian life. And very few people, I think, have really understood what is the fear of the Lord. So let's begin. The fear of the Lord begins with having the right attitude towards God, meaning holy intimacy with the Lord. Because holy intimacy is what marked the lives of Abraham, the lives of Moses, 
And uh, that is the beginning of understanding the fear of the Lord. To have that intimate relationship with God. And it's way more than reverence. It's way more than respect. Um, So let me just keep talking here. So um, I'm not talking about familiarity with God. Because familiarity with God is not intimacy with God. Familiarity with God brings God to our level. This is not godly fear. This is not the fear of the Lord. Because we will never know the Lord intimately until we know his his wonder, his awe, um, that will cause us to be accepted by the Lord. So the fear of the Lord begins with intimacy because of awe. We stand in awe. You know, we sing that song, I stand in awe of you. That's how it begins. But standing in awe is really a revelation of who God is. Because once there is that revelation of who God is, there's awe. There is wonder. Um, Hebrews 12 says something really beautiful about, about this. And let's look at verse 28, 28 and uh, 29. Wherefore we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, that fear that is full of wonder, full of awe. For our God is a consuming fire. So this amazing uh, fear of the Lord um, will cause you and me to hate sin. Hating sin is the result of the fear of the Lord. In Proverbs 8.13, because see, when, when someone loves their sin, they have just said they don't fear the Lord. They may be afraid of the Lord, but they don't fear the Lord. So if we look at Proverbs, let's look at Proverbs chapter 8 together. And let's look at verse... 13, it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. It's to hate pride. It's to hate arrogance. It's to hate the evil way. And to hate the forward mouth or perverse mouth. So it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogancy, evil way, and a forward mouth do I hate? So that is true fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord uh, in Proverbs 16, make sure you write all this down because there's a lot of questions about what really is the fear of the Lord and how do we get it? How do we receive it? So that's what I'm talking about today. 
But look at Proverbs 16, verse 6. It says, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So it begins with, with, with intimacy, which is the result of awe and wonder. And then it continues with hating sin, not wanting sin in your life. And number three, the fear of the Lord will give you a prayer life because prayer is not possible without the fear of the Lord. Uh, If you go to Daniel, for example, chapter 9 and verse 4, and he's praying, he said, I prayed unto the Lord, Daniel 9, 4, my God, and made confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. Isn't that precious? Um, In John 17, the Lord Jesus called God his Father, Holy Father, Righteous Father. Why would he say Holy Father, Righteous Father? He was in awe. He was in awe of his own Father. And that brought uh, an amazing prayer life. In fact, we are told in Hebrews 5 and verse 7, something wonderful about the Lord Jesus. And it says in verse 7 of Hebrews 5, uh, I'm sorry, 5, 7. So Hebrews 5, 7. It says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with strong cries and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. He had the fear of God. Imagine Jesus, the Son of God, knew the fear of God. And that is why he prevailed. It says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying, and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared God, the fear of the Lord. And the Lord prevailed because he knew God's holy character. He he stood in awe and wonder of his heavenly Father. That's why he would call him in John 17, verse 1, verse 11, verse 25, Holy Father righteous father and so I believe we too will prevail in prayer just like the Lord here in Hebrews 5 7 Uh, if we understand the fear of the Lord and number four number four is um, when someone fears the Lord they begin to have a pure ministry a pure service Because fearing the Lord means a pure heart with a pure ministry. So there's no greater effective motivation, I think, for ministry than the fear of the Lord. So fearing the Lord, fearing God, and serving him really go together. You know, you see this like in Deuteronomy uh, 6.13 and 
Deuteronomy 6.12, where the fear of the Lord is what caused people to serve the Lord. And so it says, thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him. You can't serve him till you fear him. And you look at Deuteronomy 10, 12. Would it be wonderful to see pure ministries today that really are holy? They're not doing it for anything else but the Lord. And now Israel, uh, Deuteronomy 10, 12. And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God and to walk in all his ways, to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul. It's impossible to love the Lord with all your heart and serve him with all your heart without fearing him. So, you know, like Noah, why did he build the ark? Because it says he was moved with holy fear. The fear of the Lord is what caused him to build the ark. Hebrews 11 and verse 7. And fear of the Lord is not being afraid. It says by Noah, by, by faith, Hebrews 11, 7, by faith being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, the fear of the Lord, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Wow. And it says in the, in the scriptures that Paul preached because of that holy fear in his life. And, and like I just said, you know, you really cannot serve the Lord in an acceptable way without the fear of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.11, how we need this word. Precious people, how we need this word. It says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord or the fear of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. Wow. Um. The fear of the Lord <clears throat> makes holiness in our lives perfect. When someone fears the Lord, they, they will walk in, in, in holiness. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Wow. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So when the fear of, of, of the Lord is in someone's life, they, they will it makes holiness perfect in their life. Now, you know, uh, holiness perfected doesn't mean sinless perfection in our life. Uh, Perfecting holiness means uh, full growth, maturity in Jesus. Because we'll, we will never be sinless as long as we're in this body. But he said very clearly, we perfect holiness in the fear of God. We come to that place of maturity in, in the Lord, uh, growth in the Lord. And one day, yes, because of that, we will be free, completely free from sin. The fear of, of the Lord creates in us a desire and a longing to be God-like. And we will be God-like when we see the Lord. 
So it, it, it provides us with faith that will make it happen. Uh, the fear of the Lord also, and this is my sixth reason for the fear of the Lord and what it does in your life. The fear of, of the Lord will deliver us from all other fears. The fear of the Lord will release us, will deliver us from the fear of men, the fear of the devil, fear of demons, fear of bondage, fear of sickness, fear of disease. The, the fear of the Lord will deliver us from all fears. So think about people you know who are always afraid of disease, afraid of this, afraid of that, afraid of devils, afraid of other people. The fear of God delivers us from all fears. I pray you remember this. Um, think about that. How beautiful. Uh, we will be set free from the fear of death. The fear of the Lord delivers us from the fear of death. So let's, let's look at Isaiah 8 again, which we saw earlier. But I want to point out Verse 12 and 13 again. Say ye not a confederacy to all, or a conspiracy to all them to whom this people shall say, a conspiracy. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Don't fear their fear or be afraid, verse 12. Verse 13, sanctify the Lord of hosts himself. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. So when you let the Lord be your fear, then you, you'll say, neither f fear ye their fear, nor be afraid of anything else or any person. Because now you fear the Lord. You fear the Lord. So how do we, how do we begin? Like what do we do to begin fearing the Lord? Well, there's a beautiful answer in the book of Proverbs. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 5 because it's all there. It's so lovely. I pray this is really blessing you. My son, if thou, and my daughter, if thou will receive my words, God is talking to his children. If thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. So the word of God, if we will receive it and hide it in our lives and our hearts, and that word hide means treasure it. If you begin to treasure the Bible, treasure the scripture, treasure the word of God, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, apply thine heart to understanding. Well, that's the, that's the word. Every time you read the word here about wisdom, understanding, it has to be with, it has to do with, with God's word. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, the knowledge of God's word. If you cry after knowledge, you lift up your voice for understanding. Knowledge, the knowledge of God. If thou seekest her as silver, and searcheth for her as for hid treasures. Dear God, I want this. Wow. If you seek the word like silver and search for the word, like hid treasures. There's a hunger in my soul, I pray. God will increase, and I know you feel the same about 
your hunger. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Wow. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord. Find the knowledge of God. So the fear of the Lord and his knowledge go together. When you have the fear of the Lord, it's because of his knowledge in you. You know, it's really amazing. In Isaiah 11, it talks about how the Lord had the fear of the Lord, but notice what it says right before that. Let's just read verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, meaning the Messiah, the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Notice how they're together. The knowledge of God's word and the fear of the Lord are twins. When you know the word of God, the fear of God will be in you. That awe, that wonder. The knowledge of God, amazing. And the knowledge of God, we, we have to pray for it. So begin to pray that God will give you that knowledge. You know, in, in Ephesians 1, Paul prayed that for the church in Ephesus when he said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wow, so precious. To have the knowledge of God's word, to have the knowledge of God leads you and I to fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. But we are to pray that God will give us that revelation of the knowledge of him. Wonderful Lord, please lift your hands, just ask him right now. I'm not done teaching yet, but let's just believe, Lord, give us the knowledge, your knowledge, through your word, Lord. Give us your knowledge. We want to walk in your fear, Lord. David said, teach me to fear your name. Teach me to fear your Lord, that I might be holy before you that I might be ready for your holy, blessed return. Oh, come, Lord Jesus, and take us home. Come, sweet Jesus, and take us home. And Lord, prepare us for that day that we might be accepted and not rejected. In Jesus' sweet, darling name. Amen and amen. The fear of the Lord, precious people. Wow. You know, in Second Chronicles, I know you love the Lord just like I do. And I think it's time. I'm just sensing the anointing talking to you. Second Chronicles 7.14, which, you know, we all know by heart, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal 
the land. That's the fear of the Lord. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, every one of these amazing words is the result of the fear of the Lord. That's what the fear of, of, the, of the Lord is. Humility. It's all there. Turning from the wicked ways. Then what I hear from heaven will forgive their sins and heal their land. So it's not prayer, really. It's seeking the Lord. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So a lot of people who pray, but there's no fear of God. You cannot seek the Lord and not fear the Lord. People can pray without having the the fear of God, but they cannot seek him without having his fear. So, you know, so powerful what, what, what I'm saying. Fearing the Lord will help me seek the Lord. I cannot seek him without fearing him, having that awe, that that, uh, wonder of his amazing person, God Almighty. Fear the Lord, all these saints. There's no want to them that fear him. No lack to those who fear him. And I believe when we seek the Lord, we we receive his likeness. And it's impossible to seek him without fearing him. So really, the fear of the Lord brings us to that place to be like him. Dearest Jesus, I worship you. And Lord, I pray with all my heart you'll give everyone listening, everyone watching, that holy desire to walk in your fear and to fear you. You are God Almighty. Truly, truly, we stand in awe of you. We stand in awe. You are God Almighty. The one who took, who brought Israel out of Egypt, who divided the Red Sea. The one who led the children of Israel through the wilderness and gave them the promised land. The one who sent Jesus to die on the cross who raised the son from the dead. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your precious word, for the Holy Scriptures. We give you the praise. Dearest, wonderful, heavenly Father, I give you the praise. And never, never forget, Jesus is God in the flesh. I love what Billy Graham used to say. God was crucified in the person of Jesus Christ and rose from the dead in the person of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus is God Almighty. Thank you for joining me today, and please join me again tomorrow for another glorious teaching. And yes, share these teachings that I bring to you, and tell your friends about this daily time with you, so they can be a part of this, and be strengthened, and be blessed by the Word of God. And thank you, all of you, for your comments, and you send me some beautiful emails. And by the way, if you want to send me an email, it comes right to my phone. Pastor Benny at Benny in that one. Pastor Benny at 
Benny in that org. And if, if you have a prayer request, you do the same thing. Well, it's time to sow seed now. It's time to give to the Lord's work. Because by giving, we receive. By sowing, we reap. If you've been blessed today, help me stay on. Help me keep coming to you. And as you give, you'll enable me to keep coming every day. And I love doing this way more than you realize. So you can give on the platform you're watching me on. Go to our website, benihin.org, or simply text BHM45777. All right, I'll see you tomorrow for a blessed teaching. Love you. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Han Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory. Because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right. You can give right now on the platform. You're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving. Thank you for giving. And let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.